financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Hello. Well, hello, Jess. How are you? I am excellent, and we have a guest this week. We have a very special guest today. We have Joel. Joel is a local guy who's been a client of ours for years and recently recently had an experience that he has been uh, generous enough and brave enough to come on the air and share with us in, in the hopes that he will prevent other people from having the same experience. Hi, Joel. Uh, hello there. I'm sorry you're not joining us under better circumstances, but what, what happened? Well, uh, I had... Uh... Uh, a guy stop out of the blue saying that they had a leftover pavement mm. from a paving job and uh, they could do my driveway for cheap and I so I allowed them to take to to do the job and did you pay up uh, front no actually there was no contract there was they didn't give me an estimate even though I tried several times to get an idea of how much this thing was going to run before they even started. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just smoke screened me all the way through until the job was done. And then and then the price comes out. You know, just the reason I wanted to have Joel on the air, and I'm so glad that he agreed to do this, is that we talk often about these scams. And sometimes I run into people and they say, I hear you on the air talking about that. Who would ever fall for those things? Mm-hmm. And I always say the same thing. You have to understand how clever the people are that are perpetrating these scams. If they weren't, they would never make any money, and they would stop scamming people. But this scam is so prevalent that, and we can tell the story, but when when Joel called me, what happened? But when we were talking to the Attorney General's office, I got as far as to say, so let me tell you what happened here briefly. I said, a man pulled into his driveway, and she stopped us cold, and Joe can correct me if I'm wrong. I got that far. A man pulled into his driveway, Mm -hmm. and the woman at the Attorney General's office said, oh, pavement scam. Oh, so they've gotten a bunch of calls already. Isn't that true, Joe? Oh, yes, absolutely. She, She stopped us cold and told us what the problem was. Oh, no. Yeah, and then when we got to the bank, and again, we'll talk to people about what they need to do to prevent this or how to correct it if it happens. Um, when when Joel got to the bank and we talked to the banker, she said immediately, well, you need to understand, you're not the first person to fall for this. A lot of people are scammed like this, you know, because it's so typical for people who have been scammed to be very embarrassed, very shy, uh, and to not want to admit to anybody that they've been scammed. And that's what makes them pay the people, mm-hmm. right? They they don't want to tell anybody, so they say, "Oh, I got to correct this. I've got to pay this. I, you know, don't tell anybody because you feel foolish." But in Joel's case, you know, this guy pulls into his driveway. Joel asks him for a quote, doesn't get it. Instead, he gets the the smooth approach. You know, oh, don't worry, it's extra. We got to put it down. It's going to be cheap. And we're not talking about a little cold patch at the end of your driveway, folks, right? We're not talking about we got a couple of shovels left in the truck. Do you want us to patch up this hole? Mm-hmm. These people told him they had enough pavement to do his entire driveway, which is fairly long. 
Yeah, but I could say, too, like that these scams are situational because that does make sense. There might be some jobs that you use less, you know, stuff to pave the driveway and you had it extra and could be trying to make a few extra bucks. I mean, I might fall for this, too. Well, I think it is really common. But I was saying to Joel, you know what? If they had so much extra pavement on their trucks, Mm -hmm. they had enough to do your entire driveway. A, they're not very good at their job or B. It's already been paid for. Mm. Somebody else who they did a legitimate job for got charged twice as much. Right. Maybe. Now, we don't know for sure, but this is how these things happen. So now they've got pavement, free pavement in their truck. They're going to get anything they can for it. And they drive around and they look for people who don't have a paved driveway. And they do this. So, Joel, will you talk a little bit about what happened when the guy came into your driveway, you know, he looked professional. He had, you know, the right things to say. How how did this happen that you felt like, okay, I need to pull the trigger right now and say yeah? <laughs> I don't know. I think my brain went into neutral somewhere along the way there. But um, he was he, he pulled in and well, he was super friendly and he was. Uh, did he seem professional? He, he seemed professional, but he was also very talkative. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, whenever I uh, whenever I hemmed and hawed, it was like he he came up with some statement that kept me from speaking. So he kind oh, of had a, he kind of had an answer to everything. Yeah, answer to everything. Yes, that's that's the way to put it. And uh, except for answer to specific questions like how much is this going to cost. Mm. Hmm. And um, you know, I, I should have I should have shut it down there, right there. But I didn't. And as, as soon as as soon as he got an okay, yeah, I uh, okay, uh, I'll let you do it. The trucks were here within five minutes. Wow. Mm. They were. I mean, they were. They were just up the road. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then. Uh, they had well there was there was there was three pavement trucks and there was one of which they they took pavement out of that I think the other two might have been empty but I'm not sure and they had all the equipment all the people everybody was there and yeah. uh they just wanted to get it down fast I guess yeah. you know and get get out of there it's interesting when um when Joel called me and told me this, I started to call people that I knew mm-hmm. who didn't have paved driveways, and I started to say, you need to be aware of the scam. And some people thanked me immediately, but my sister, who I called, said, oh, my gosh, no, we know all about that. People were here two days ago. Mm-hmm. This is my own sister. This is a pretty small world here, right? And uh, she said the same thing. The guy pulled in in a, in a truck that was marked with company information. He got out, and he explained that he had extra pavement, and they had to put it somewhere or it was going to harden in the truck, and they can't have that, all of these logical explanations. So she said, she's pretty sharp, but she said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll allow you to get it out of your truck and put it down here so that you don't have to pay the fee to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) And they said, oh, no, 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 they they wanted to, you know, get her to pay money, and she just said, look, I I think it's time that you leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they did leave. Now, in Joel's case, the way that we found out about this is poor Joel called me first thing the next morning. I think it was 7.30 in the morning. My phone rang, you know. Can you call me immediately? 
so the people had paved his driveway, and then the reason the scam has worked on so many people is because you, you feel like a heel. Like they did their job, the pavement's in your driveway, you're supposed to pay them. Let me just point out that they didn't give an estimate in advance. They didn't give a quote. They didn't get a signed contract. By the way, they didn't pull a permit. Hello, town, are you listening? They didn't pull a permit. Right? <laughs> and yeah. threw this pavement down, rolled it out, and then at the end there was a part that he wanted fixed, and they said they'd send a guy back in a few days or whatever. Um, are, so you, you could are, you required to, are you required to pay for that then, though, if, they, if none of that happened? So that would be the point, wouldn't it? Okay. <laughs> so Joel has a free driveway right now. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment, the legality of that. And, and I'm not a lawyer, but, you know, in Massachusetts, we have a three-day right to rescind. If you decide you're going to buy windows from somebody and you sign the contract, you have three days to change your mind and say, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's to give people time to to get their feet under them instead of feeling like they signed something under duress. In Joel's case, they didn't give him any estimate. They just showed up on the spot, which is how these things work. You know, there's a lot of pressure here. Hey, we got it. We got to hurry up and make this decision. We got to get it out of our truck. We'll put it down. It'll be really cheap, blah, 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 blah. That term fast talker comes to mind when I just did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come and they put the driveway down. And meanwhile, the guy who's quote, the bird dog. He's the guy that goes out and tries to find the person who's going to who's going to pay the money, right? So he's bird dogging it. He's got the trucks up the street, and the story is almost always the same. We're doing a job up the street, and we have this extra pavement. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do with it? And again, this pavement has probably been paid for by somebody else who has also been duped who doesn't even know it. They just got a quote for twice as much money or enough money to cover the materials, and they've paid their part. And now these guys have some free free pavement mm-hmm. that, that they want to get down. And you've got a driveway that needs to be paved, and it's a very expensive thing. And when the guy shows up and says, we'll do it for cheap, you know, it seems like, okay, i got an opportunity knocking here. I have to make this decision right away. So your question is, are you required to pay for it? And what I said to Joel when he called me, poor Joel, he called me and said, you know, I, they wanted one check right away, and they asked for a post-dated check for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. After he talked them down, and I'll, I'll let Joel talk about that, but uh, you can't do a post-dated check in Massachusetts. It's good the moment you write it. So we had to move fast, and we did, and Joel was, you know, thankfully saved, we saved his money. But, you know, then the guy tried calling him and all of that. But maybe, you know, are you required to pay for it? Again, not an attorney, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> Well, and also I'm, when you're talking about a right to rescind for three days, once it's poured on your driveway, you, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Well, the right to rescind would come into play if he had actually signed a contract. Mm-hmm. But they didn't ask him to sign a contract. They just put the pavement down. Later, the guy walked up and said, here, sign this, which uh, I think is somewhat of an invoice, uh, after the fact. And that's when Joel... Well, Joel, tell us that's when you found out what. <laughs> well, let's get to the story for the second half here because we're running out of time, and I, there's definitely so much more to the story. So first, let me get your phone number. Thank you. It's 413-773-3333. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com, and we will hear directly from Joel coming up for part two of Financial Fitness with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. That's next on WHMP. Have you heard about Get the Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high-quality standards. You could not find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to getthetea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off, it should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. 
That's GetTheTea.com. Enter code TEA123 to get 10% off your order exclusively for my listeners. Again, GetTheTea.com, code TEA123. Order today. Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, and we have a special guest today. That's you, Joel. <laughs> oh, okay. That's me. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Joel. We've been hearing about your story. You kind of got scammed some pavement. Can you tell us what happened? Oh, well, uh, I already mentioned it. This this guy drives in out of the blue. He's got an official uh, a pickup uh, with equipment on it and uh, signage on it and talks to me about having leftover payment from a previous job. Uh, says he thinks he's sure he's got enough to, to do my driveway and uh, it'd be cheap. And less than half price and all of this stuff. And uh, I couldn't get him to give me a quote, uh, a guesstimate, an estimate. He wouldn't take his measurer out and measure the driveway to give me an idea how much it would be. And in spite of all that, I allowed it to happen and and told him yes. And like five to seven minutes later, all trucks pulled down down the road. Had three paving trucks. One that they were wanting to empty the the paver, the the small roller out machine that they had, and, and I don't know a crew of seven to ten people, maybe more. And um, they just you know they dug out some part of the drive that needed needed leveling and stuff, and they did that and put the pavement down. Uh, the guy that was doing the roller machine was actually identified to me as, as the guy's father. And I asked him, well, how much is this going to be cost? And he didn't tell me. And, and he just referred me to the son. Mm-hmm. He would not say. And uh, in, in the process, I, I, I just didn't get a price. And at the end of the whole thing, came down and he had his calculator in his hand. He measured it out and said it was 80 by 10 and a half feet. Now I measured the width. It's not 10 and a half feet. It's nine and a half feet. Mm-hmm. I have to measure the length of it. And I'll do that today, but um, I'm pretty sure that's probably not accurate either. But by his chosen measurements, he he uh, got a bottom line of $8,820. Wow. And I told him, I said, this is why I told you I wanted a price quote. I don't have that money. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, well, yeah, you can, you can just, you know, just, you know, let me know how much, how much you can, you know. And, so, and then he... And I just kept insisting I didn't I couldn't afford it, and it came down eventually to seven thousand. And then I went in and uh, checked my bank account and figured out I could give him a check for eighteen hundred. And that was all I could give him, mm-hmm. and that pretty much wiped out would have wiped out uh, my extra emergency funds. And um, when I told him, I said, well, I have this $1,800. I can give you a check for that now, and I don't have any more. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know where along the way I must have mentioned that I had an IRA or something. And he said, well, you can tap your IRA. And says, it only takes like three, four day, business days to get that money, and, and uh, you can post date a check 
for next week and all that. And they were standing on my deck, and I knew darn well they weren't going to leave until they had something in hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started writing the checks out, he wanted me to write the first check, the $1,800 check, to him personally, Robert Cooper. Um, and I wrote it out, and then the other one to the business for 5000 post-dated for what would be this week. And I asked him, why the personal check? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, it's a, it's a way to avoid taxes. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Hmm. I, I mean, that was his direct comment. He, he, there was no hesitation in his, in, you know, he just figured he had me, I guess. And um, yeah. then we, they, and then, you know, all the other trucks were getting loaded up and everything, and everybody else was scattering to their vehicles. And uh, some of them had driven off. I was walking the distance of the, tr- of the pavement with him, this guy. Mm-hmm. Rob and uh, the the edge up towards the road was wasn't smoothed out. It was there was a ridge there, and I know my plow guy would you know he'll catch that and tear it right out. Mm-hmm. In addition to maybe damaging his truck, so I told him I said this has got it. This isn't right. I said that's got to be smooth uh, a smooth scene so that the plow the plow guy can get through here without damaging anything. And he mentioned, oh, maybe I'll, I'll have somebody come up and uh, put a patch in there. Maybe we'll go right to the road and all of that. And, mm-hmm. But now, you know, looking at hindsight, he's just throwing, throwing a lot of crap out. Right. So you get the, So you call Francis, and Francis, you get this call, and then what, what do you do? Yeah, so I'd like to talk a little bit about how these scams happen and then also but what we did. So the first thing we did is... You know, Joel called me really embarrassed. You can even hear it in his voice now, like I allowed this to happen, you know. The guilt and the shame is always there in these scams. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're calling me, you want to get money out of your IRA, you spend your emergency savings. What? No, stop, stop. Tell me about this paving thing. So he tells me, and I say, you know, I this has scam written all over it. Mm-hmm. So immediately, you know, I was trying to think of where he could get very quick legal advice. He had written these checks at at 7 o'clock at night, uh, and he was calling me at 7.30 in the morning the next day. And I'm thinking, we've got to stop payment on these checks and get some legal advice. And we weren't going to get an attorney to respond that quickly, but we did call the attorney general's office, who does not give legal advice, but they're a consumer advocacy group. And that's the woman who said immediately when I said a guy pulled into his driveway and she stopped us and said, oh, pavement scam. Right. So first thing was that he had to file a complaint with the uh, attorney general's office, which he's done. Mm-hmm. Second thing was he needed to file a police report. Now, Joel lives in a very small town, and there were no police on duty for the weekend, but they did send a state police officer to his house to take this report, which he gave. And then the third thing, which got, we got on very quickly, was get to the bank and stop payment on these checks. Mm-hmm. And so Joel got there in like 10 minutes. And while he was there, something happened that I'd like Joel to tell you. And then I'll tell you a little bit more about why these scams are successful. Okay. Well, we uh, I, I got to the bank, and I was in, in the process. Well, the bank the bank's suggestion was to cancel the entire checking account and start a new one. Okay. Uh, in the process. But I, I got in there, and, I, and the first thing to do was, was sign the stop payment on those two checks. And probably about, I don't know, maybe 
seven to ten minutes after I signed that stop payment on those, he tried to cash the first check. Ooh. That and was that close. <laughs> and you're still at the bank, and they're telling you this, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, uh, one of the tellers came into the office where we were and and said uh, just to confirm that I had signed the stop payment on that check. So they, call, I mean, it was a different branch that was checking in on this on this thing because they they had made a, a state uh, a statement of. Uh, stop payment when we called the bank, but I had to sign the paper to make sure it, it you know, it, it was confirmed. That's so good you so, got there before they could do it. It, it is. I mean, when we were trying to get Joel to the bank quickly enough to stop payment on it, I did ask the uh, person I was speaking to from the bank, can you put like a super stop on it, meaning you stop all checks because the worry, the reason the bank wanted him to open a new account is when you've got somebody unscrupulous already trying to rip you off, you don't know if they're going to try to mimic the checks or, you know, they've got your account information at that point. Mm -hmm. So she was ready to put a super stop on it, which means nothing comes through. And Joel was saying, wait, I have an automatic payment. I have this, you know, it's complicated, right? These People turn your life upside down. But, in fact, he got there quickly enough to stop the payment on these two checks. Now, after that, you know, the reason I wanted him to put a police report in, in addition to the obvious, is, you know, you just had an experience with 10 guys hanging around your deck waiting for you to write a check. Now, if that's not under duress, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's very brave to come on the air and talk about this and to have held his ground on this. Many people would have said, well, you know, the pavement's in my driveway. I would have had it paid someday anyway. I guess I have the money. I guess I'll pay it. Mm-hmm. And that's why these scams are perpetuated, you know, that that they do, that the amount of guilt they can make you feel because they've done work in your on your property. But you have to stand your ground and say, no, I know my rights. You didn't give me a quote. You came in instantly. Let's just do the work right now. Never a price. After the fact, you give me a bill and you ask me to sign it. This is not okay with 10 guys standing around doing the work, you know, and and as he said, after he signed the check, they scattered, right? They have the money. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that extra check was not, in fact, to avoid taxes, although I'm sure there's plenty of that that never gets reported. The way these things often work is you have one person who's what I call a bird dog. They go out in their little pickup truck and they drive around and they look for you know, suspecting houses, right? This this looks like uh, it doesn't have a driveway and it looks like the guy maybe, you know, has enough money or can't afford much or whatever they're looking for. And then that person goes in and nails the deal. Now, admittedly, the people that work for him or her may not know they're working for a scam artist at all. Mm-hmm. They may be just going out doing their job. But usually what happens is something like this. The bird dog comes up to you and says, I want you to write two checks, one for 1800 and the other one you can post it for 5000 He takes the 1800 and puts it in his pocket. He goes back to the crew and says, look, we just got $5,000 for this job. Here it is, a post-dated check. See it? Mm-hmm. So they think they're getting paid on a $5,000 job. Now, maybe they all are in on the scam, maybe not. We don't know. But certainly the guy who is asking you for two checks, one made out to him personally, which never should be the case, knows darn well what's happening. The second one gets made out to the company, and now these people think that driveway costs $5,000. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this guy's got his 1800 in the pocket plus his share of the $5,000 when they get it. 
So when I said it had scam written all over it, I really mean all over it. You know, so so Joel ended up, you know, calling me, as I said, wanting this money. And it isn't, I mean, it's his money. He can have it for whatever he wants. But it didn't sound like he was very happy about having agreed to this. Right. Now, I will say on the other side of the coin, if a contractor does work on your house and you don't pay them, their recourse is to go to court and get something called a mechanics lien. In other words, they can lien against your house for the cost of the work. And if you sell your house, they get paid. Mm-hmm. However, it has to be a legal contract. <laughs> you know, hey, I had a scam and he didn't pay me. I'm guessing isn't going to fly too well in court, not that you would go there. So, right. But it's so scary. I mean, picture that just for a moment, that image of these guys standing around. And as Joel said, they weren't going to leave until they got a check. Oh, yeah, it definitely sounds yeah. intimidating and also something that a lot, a lot of people obviously are believing them because of all the phone calls coming in. Yes. So, Joel, will you, we, we don't have a lot of time left, but will you tell me what kind of contact you, they've had with you since and what, what has happened? Because I've been privy to your messages, but let's just tell people how this is playing out. Well, the, uh, that, of course, that was in Friday morning that I canceled those checks and, and I got numerous calls. Most of them were uh, unidentifiable calls on the caller ID. Uh, One, he left a message stating, this is a paving guy, call me back. That one phone number was on the caller ID. I I just did not make contact with him. I didn't answer any of the phone calls. Mm -hmm. And... um, over the last 24 hours, there's been no calls. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, if I'll hear from them again or not. But I, well, I always let the answer machine take it if it's something I don't know uh, who it is. Yeah, and I think the good news is I, I did get a text from Joel saying, you know, do I call this guy back? And I said, under no circumstances do you engage with this person again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's already been almost disastrous once. They're slick. You don't talk to them. Right. But the best news here is Joel has filed a police report with the state police, and he knew who he was dealing with. It wasn't like, hey, there was some guy on the phone I can't find. He had company information, phone numbers, you know, people's uh, appearances, descriptions. He had all of that. So my guess would be by now the state police have contacted this guy, and that's why Joel's not hearing from them. (laughs) So, you know, it's really, these scams are always awful, but this one... I never like any of them, but this one I think is particularly terrible because it has the the element of invasion. Mm-hmm. They know where they live, they've been there, they've done work, they've they've shown you that there's you know ten guys hanging around with big trucks, and you know what I mean. Yeah, it's but, an invasion but, definitely of your privacy. Violet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, Joel is no shrinking violet, and he knows how to stand his ground. I really I'm, hope this I hope this works out, and I hope you end up getting a free driveway out of it, and they catch this guy for sure. Well, it would be it would be good to know that uh, we could at least uh, protect some folks in the area here. I don't know how, how if this guy is even from this area, but uh, I'd like to shut him down if that's possible. But at least make people aware that they're around the area. I I just want to say one last thing in, in closing. Uh, if Joel's voice sounds familiar to people listening. 
It's because he has been a client for years, and he was generous enough some time ago to come to the radio station and talk about being what he called a hamster in the wheel. <laughs> and so you will hear that, that spot from time to time, and that's the same Joel that is coming to the airwaves now to try and protect other people from something that is nearly disastrous for him. Joel, thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank I want to get uh, your phone number one more time. Thanks. It's 413-773-3333. And you can always visit HugYourMoney.com. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with The Money Doctor on WHMP. Have you heard about Get The Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to getthetea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off, it should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. That's getthetea.com. Enter code TEA123 for 10% off exclusively for my listeners. Getthetea.com, code TEA123. Order today. This is Francis Rayum, The Money Doctor. Now you can become 100% debt-free, budget successfully, and retire well, all under the Hug Your Money umbrella. This sounds really stupid. Sometimes I start crying when I say it. At 57, I'm never going to be a millionaire, but what I want is to have a pretty house and to be able to go on a vacation once a year. I always feel embarrassed to tell people what I owe because I feel like I shouldn't owe that, but she made me feel very comfortable. I just want to be happy with what I have, and I'm, for the most part, I'm very happy with what I have, and my kids are healthy, and I'm healthy, and Tim is healthy, but I, I just want to be comfortable and be able to go out to eat once a week, and that's all I want. For whatever circumstance, I just want people to know that it's a way out. Debt, budget, retirement. Hug works best when we work together. Schedule your free consultation with a Hug Your Money coach today. Visit HugYourMoney.com. Hug Your Money. So unique, it's patented. Financial literacy and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Teller along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I am good. Another week. What are we talking about this time around? Well, this time we're talking about medical debt. Ooh, what fun. Medical debt? Well, well <laughs> maybe not so much, especially <laughs> if you have any of it. But you should know, um, you know, what's really happening to your credit if you have medical debt. Because So what spurred this is I'm we're revising the book, Debt or Alive. Mm-hmm. and bringing it up to date with new material and, and all of that. And I have a chapter in there about medical debt. And it occurred to me, I don't think we've talked about this recently. And it's one of those things that, you know, if you're already ill, it's, it may be through, you know, nothing expected. Maybe maybe it is an elective surgery, but maybe you're just, you found yourself ill and you're racking up medical debt. And my experience has been People get worried about it. They're, you know, the bills are so huge, and they're just coming randomly at you. They don't seem to come quickly. You know, you might have a bill today for something that happened a month ago, three months ago, sometimes mm-hmm. up to a year ago. Well, the reason why uh, I laughed at the beginning about medical debt is because whenever you see a bill, it's like uh, one aspirin was $38. Like, it's just yeah. there's so much on there. So, of course, yeah, you get worried anytime you open that up. It's really scary for people. And... You already feel lousy or you're caring for somebody. Uh, but in, in whatever the case is, it's a stressful time. Anytime we, anytime we come to terms with our mortality in some way. Mm-hmm. And 
to add to that money problems, you know, things are compounded. Right. So, so let's talk about it because there's a lot of misnomers. Like people will say to me, well, I thought only the hospital wouldn't report me to my credit reporting bureau, but the doctor would. You know, there are a lot of things like that. Yeah, I thought medical debt, I always, years ago, just thought medical debt does not go on your credit, but it does now, doesn't it? Well, it does, but there are some some leeway things for you, way for you to get some some breathing room to give you time to get back on your feet. So, first of all, no debt goes on your credit report unless it's reported. And, you know, according to... uh, Sorry, you're going to have this little edit. That's okay. Um, and according to the National Consumer Law Center, NCLC, almost no uh, medical provider or hospital will report to your credit reporting bureau. However, anybody who's out there shaking their head going, she's wrong, I have <laughs> that on my credit report, you might have it on your credit report if it got sent to a collection agency or if the doctor or the hospital hired a collection person to collect your debt, so some sort of collection agency. And then it shows up on your credit report as in collection. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest part of your credit rating is payment history, right? So you want to make sure that your bills are paid on time. But medical bills can be so large that they're almost impossible to do that with. Right. I mean, just the co-pays if somebody's ill can add up. And then you start to get these uncovered expenses and you don't know if your insurance covered it or you know that your insurance didn't cover it. I mean, I know one person who's on medication right now that they had to get a grant for because one dose of it is $50,000. Oh, wow. How are they? I mean, this is a cancer medication. And, you know, how are they ever going to be able to get this? One, I think it's one month treatment, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that equates to one dose. Anyway, no way that they're ever going to pay those bills. And so they got a grant for it. The, the doctor got a grant for it. But let's suppose that fell on the person's shoulders. Mm-hmm. They have to do something about it. What are they going to do? Uh, so the first thing you can do is you can realize that it may not be on your credit report at all unless it goes to collections. If you do have medical debt, you have to remember that in 2017, there were changes in the credit reporting rules that gave you a little more time to get on your feet. And so... The credit reporting agencies, we're talking about TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, those three major credit reporting agencies, Mm -hmm. uh, will now give you a 180-day grace period when the debt is reported to your credit reporting agency by a collection agency. So a credit reporting agency says, Jess, you owe this medical debt, and you haven't paid us, and we've been hired by the hospital or by the doctor to collect from you, and you aren't paying us. Mm -hmm. So we're going to report you to the credit reporting bureau. Well, they have the right to do that. They can do that. But the credit reporting bureau now gives you a 180-day grace period. This is medical debt only. But it gives you a 180-day grace period to give you a chance to kind of get back on your feet, maybe make a payment arrangement, something of that nature. Okay. Do they automatically do that, or do you have to call and tell them, hey, this is a medical debt? It's automatic. It was part of the 2017 changes in credit reports. So one thing you need to remember about these things I'm telling you, though, when your employer or the bank or whoever it is is pulling your credit, Mm -hmm. when you go to apply for a loan or maybe you're trying to get hired and the employer says, check this box so we can check your credit, they may be using an older version of FICO. 
So they might be using version 8. A lot of places are still using version uh, FICO score version 8. And what's the difference with that? Well, the difference is that rule didn't exist in that software. So there's no guarantee that these medical bills are not going to sure. harm your, to at least at this stage, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a FICO score 9, a FICO score 10, a FICO score 10T, and still a lot of places own, you know, FICO score 8, and that's what they're going to use to check your credit. Mm-hmm. So you do want to pay attention to these things. But that 180-day waiting period, you know, is before it gets listed on your credit report. So that's a that's a big grace period. It's a six month grace period for you to figure out how to fix this. Now, if you're paying, because um, I always hear this, like just pay five dollars on it until it's paid off, mm-hmm. like for the rest yep. of time. If you're paying even a small amount, like five or ten dollars, can yep. somebody report you to the credit bureau because you didn't pay the minimum due, or if you're paying something, no matter how much, they can't. So that's a legal question. I can't answer, but I <laughs> do. I love to do that. I love to say just give them anything because it makes it very difficult for them to argue that you're not trying to pay and you need to be collected on. Okay. Uh, in, in, in the medical debt situation, most collection accounts, so if you had a typical collection account, you know, they didn't pay our car loan, he didn't pay his mortgage, whatever, didn't pay a credit card, we had to send you to collection, that remains on your credit report for at least seven years. Okay. Regardless of how the debt was whether the debt was repaid or not, right? So it might be repaid and it might not show, it might now show as paid in full, but the fact that you were in collections shows on your credit report for seven years. Mm. However, medical debt is expunged if it's been paid or is being paid by insurance. So it can't be so, used against you. Yeah. So this 180 day grace period gives you time to do all of that, to either figure out how to pay it in that period of time or to figure out how the insurance is going to pay it, or to do what you were saying, you know, make an ar- make a payment arrangement. And so when you said, you know, I've heard just pay $5 and it can't affect you, I would add to that, call the agency, call the hospital, call the credit reporting, I mean the credit collections agency, whoever you have to call to be able to make a payment arrangement and get it in writing. I will pay you $5 a month but you won't report me as delinquent on my credit report. But is it's probably difficult to get them to agree to a small amount like that, isn't it? No, it's really not. Okay. It's the easiest debt to negotiate that. And they're so nice when you call them. I, I've been involved in many of these negotiations for people with medical debt because it's insurmountable for some people. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a heart attack, a cancer, whatever. I mean, so bills are enormous, even after insurance. Right. And so I've been involved in making those payment arrangements, and I've never had anybody be even the slightest bit difficult to us on the phone. We call, we say, we really can't afford this. We want to be responsible and pay it. Uh, we're working with the insurance company to see if they will pay more, but um, we can pay you something every month. Will you accept whatever? Mm-hmm. And most times they will just accept whatever you can pay. Sometimes they will say, we have a policy that it has to be paid within a 12-month period or something like that, and then you try to do your best to do that. But even if you don't pay those bills on time, there's so many things that are different about medical debt than other kinds of debt, which is why we're talking about it. It's not going to accrue interest, right? You're not going to have delinquent uh, late fees, okay? right? So 
don't prioritize this medical debt. I hate to say that because we all want to pay our caregivers, right? But if it's really a choice between your car payment or your mortgage or your medical debt, you pay your car payment and mortgage first and you make your best attempt to pay the medical debt in whatever way you can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think that that probably does happen a lot where people get that bill and just get completely overwhelmed because it is just huge amounts of money, even for small things. Well, it really is. But, you know, the, the reason that these rules have come into play is because we are all healthcare consumers, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody ever is going to be sick or, or have an accident, for instance, and rack up some medical bills. And that's a lot different than somebody deciding to buy a house or buy a car who might decide in some way to get into debt and then might end up overextended. So it's pretty fair, I think, that medical debt is not seen the same way as other kinds of debt. But it's difficult for the people who provide the services, for the hospitals and the doctors who need to get paid uh, and who may not be getting paid in full by insurance companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to be sensitive on both sides. And, and that's why I said make, make the payment arrangement if you need to um, rather than just ignore it. One thing that is true about every kind of debt, it's not good to ignore it. Number one thing, do not just say, I'm not going to deal with this. It will go away. Mm-hmm. I promise you it will fester and get worse. Yeah. It will be better on its own. Now, do you know how many, because it seems like most of them would be doing it, how many hospitals and medical providers end up selling those debts to credit collectors? Like, it doesn't seem like they would just ignore it and it goes away. It would seem like the majority of them would have a credit collection company that they work with and send it right over. Well, they do, and sometimes it's even internal. Um, but, they, you know, they're pretty fair. If you call in advance to get the payment resolved, you know, they won't send you to collections. They'll just say, okay, you made a payment arrangement. Mm-hmm. It's when you ignore it that they send it to collections. Right, right, In right. fact, a 2018 Consumer Reports did a survey, and it said that nearly 30% had some sort of a medical bill ending up in collections with a collection agency. Mm. So it may be higher today. I, I didn't look for an update on that. But, um, it's you know, you just have to remember that those credit reporting bureaus, and we're talking about the two places that really score things, uh, which is FICO and Vantage Score. Those are the two biggest scoring uh, lenders or scoring vendors, I should say. Um, and FICO is by far, I think, the number one place that people go to, and that's what employers and other people have that is paying attention to your score. So those are the biggest places where it will affect you. And if it doesn't get reported there, it doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't do it. Don't do this blindly. First, you have to get your credit report and see if it's on there and then pay attention to what you have to do to resolve that if possible. And remember that medical debt, once it's paid or it's being paid by insurance, is coming right off your credit report. It's not staying there for seven years. Yeah, that's so this, great really get out in front of and and correct. Yep. All right. We'll have more on this coming up, but first I want to get your phone number. 413-773-3333. And you can go to hugyourmoney.com as well. We'll be back with part two of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, right here on WHMP. Have you heard about Get the Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to GetTheTea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off. It should be a priority. 
and check out their specials page for sale items. That's GetTheTea.com. Enter code TEA123 to get 10% off your order exclusively for my listeners. Again, GetTheTea.com, code TEA123. Order today. Welcome back. I'm Jess Tyler, along with the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. It's Financial Fitness on WHMP. Hello. Well, hello, Jess. You're hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. We're talking medical debt, and it does get overwhelming because you get these bills. And the other thing, too, that's interesting about medical debt is, you know, you go to, like, one place for a visit, and you get, like, five bills from different places, like the diagnostic, the lab. There's all this different stuff that comes in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people either don't recognize the bill or they held off on paying it because it was too overwhelming, and they just said, we'll wait till all the bills are in, and then we'll deal with it. Uh, I recently had somebody call me, and they got a bill for a service that was provided 11 months ago. And they said, do I have to pay this? Is there some sort of statute of limitations on how long they have to pay? <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, if they don't bill you within a certain amount of time. I was looking up an article on this, and it said that nearly one in five households in the U.S. have reported having some form of overdue medical debt. And mm. in 21, uh, 2021, 43 million people had unpaid medical bills on their credit reports. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of these places are sending this off to, to creditors. Well, they sort of have to. I mean, it is very expensive to administer health care. And if everybody just said, well, it doesn't show up on my credit report, so I'm not going to pay it, you know, we'd be in a pretty big fix, which is why I'm encouraging people make some attempt to pay it. You know, it, it is an incredible thing that we have this health care system, but it's expensive. And if you get stuck with some of it, you know, it, it's not great. But they will work with you and do what you can to keep it off your credit report if possible. Sometimes people don't even, uh, they get a, a bill that they don't even recognize often. In fact, they get a bill that they don't recognize. Um, and, you know, you can just call them and say, when did this happen? I don't recognize this. People make mistakes. It may not be your bill at all. Mm-hmm. But again, get, get on top of it. Don't let it go to collections thing and then say, well, it wasn't mine. Uh, I had it happen to me personally that, I got a bill, and it was, I don't know, a little over a year from the time I had the service. And I called them, and I just said, seriously, a year ago? I don't even remember what this was for. And did they just forget to bill you, or why was it so late? Well, and they told me, you know, we've had employee problems. We had to hire out a firm to back bill. And so a lot of times places will do this. They'll hire a third party when they realize they're not getting enough money in. And the third party isn't necessarily a collection agency, but they are a collecting company, right? Mm-hmm. And they come after and rebuild, and they get part of that sometimes as part of their pay. So they're going to bill everything they can mm-hmm. all at once and then handle the flurry of phone calls. In my case, I just said, really? I don't even know what this was for a year ago or whatever it was. And they just said, don't worry. We're, we'll take it off your record. They didn't even bother to tell me what it was for. Oh, they, they just took it off? Yeah, they just said, that's okay. We'll take it off. My guess is that somebody had said, look, we're going to bill everybody. And when you, if somebody complains, here's what you can do, mm-hmm. right? Take it off. You can make a payment arrangement. You can do these things. Otherwise, they have to pay it. So I, you know, I'm just in, not employed by that place, so I don't know exactly what happened. But I was pretty shocked to find out that they just said, okay, don't pay it. I mean, I wasn't really complaining. I just said, I got a bill from a year ago. I don't know what this was for. Mm-hmm. So. It was something minor, but they just said, you know, take it off the off the credit. Sometimes so it does I, pay the call then. Yeah, it does. Rather than have your credit, you know, tarnished as a result, if I if I didn't call 
And I just ignored it. And I dug my heels in saying, well, if they can't bill me for a year, I'm not, I don't have to hurry up and pay them. If I did that, eventually it would go to a collection agency. 180-day grace period from the time they reported it to the credit reporting bureau before it showed up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then I'd have a problem. Also, the the newer um, versions of FICO, FICO score, like 10 and 10T, I believe, are, are not using the medical debt uh the same way in the scoring model as they would a mortgage or a car loan or something else like that. So, you know, you can really, you can really do yourself uh, a favor here by just trying to make a payment arrangement. If it has gone to collections already, call the hospital or the doctor that sent it there mm-hmm. and ask pull your account back so that you can make a payment arrangement with them. Sometimes, often, they will do it. Sometimes they will say, no, just deal with the collection agency, in which case you have to remember if it's paid or if it's being paid by insurance, it comes off your credit report. So I hate to tell you to do this again, folks, but (laughs) pull your credit report Mm -hmm. and look at them. Look at them. Don't pull your score and say, my score is okay. Pull your full credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com. Tell people this all the time. You can just go there, get your credit reports for free. And you'll see delinquent credit is just carved out. They're fairly easy to read. They look a little scary at first. But you'll just delinquent credit or derogatory credit. Just look there and see if there's any sort of medical debt on there that you could have removed. Because, you know, FICO scale, Vantage scale, but FICO scale goes from 300 to 850. Those are the credit scores you can have. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm grateful I've never seen a 300 score from anybody, but I bet someone's got it. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but 300 to 850, but a collection that hits your credit report could impact your score of up to 100 points. So wow, that's huge. Yeah, that was according to Nancy Bistritz, uh Balkan. She's the vice president of communications at Consumer Education at Equifax, right? So she said, look, you know, pay attention to this stuff because that could affect your score up to 100 points. So regardless of what you think about this medical debt, about whether it shows up on your credit report or it doesn't. You need to remember overall that a lower score will affect you in a number of ways. Whether you can borrow money or not, or just obtain credit. Sometimes people don't want to borrow money. They just want an open credit line. Mm-hmm. In case, right? And some employers use credit scores and credit reports when they're searching for applicants, you know, when they're weighing job candidates. Well, and also, especially when you're going to find either if you're renting or buying, that's going to be a huge thing for that. Well, interesting that you mentioned that because it not only is a huge thing for that, but now uh, in the newer versions of FICO, remember I said a lot of them are still using FICO score eight, Mm -hmm. but in the newer versions, rent, which can be reported by your landlord, rent uh, is still is now being not just showing up on your credit report, but actually being factored into your score. Now, that could be a very good thing for renters if they pay their rent on time Mm -hmm. or a bad thing if they don't. So it used to be that people would say, well, it's rent. It's not a mortgage. Not going to show up on my credit report. I don't care if I'm late. But you should care because it is now being factored Mm -hmm. in. And that's the way of the future that this stuff will be factored in more and more and more, you know. Um, So if you're here's something that you should know that can help you, I think dealing with this medical debt besides just me telling you, call them and make a payment arrangement, which you can do. A lot of the things I'm telling you to do on your own. Mm-hmm. But 
if you're getting these phone calls and letters and emails, everybody's demanding payment, you, you need to remember that it's a civil debt. There's, first of all, you know, I know you haven't felt well, you're stressed already. I don't want anybody, you know, who's sick, who's ill, saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so worried about my medical debt, because it will not be good for your health. Mm-hmm. So the reason we're talking about this today is to take a little bit of that weight off your shoulders. And you need to remember it's a civil debt. It's not a crime. There's no more debtor's prison. Mm-hmm. The worst they could do is take you to civil court and seek liens against your property or garnish your wages. Now, that may not sound very good, but guess what? Social Security and veterans' benefits cannot be garnished for medical debt. So if you are a senior, for instance, and a lot of people who have these high medical bills are, and you're worried about, you know, what if I don't pay this? Will they take my Social Security check or my veterans' benefits? They will not. They cannot for medical debt. That's good to know. I was also reading this article in Consumer Finance, um, springing this on you, so I don't know if you knew about this or not, but Congress passed the No Surprises Act to help protect Americans from certain unexpected medical bills. But it says as of April of this year that um, medical collections under $500 have to be removed from your credit report. Did you know about that? No, I didn't. I, I have to admit I didn't know about that, but there are things that are being removed from your credit report because they're damaging credit for small amounts of money. So that one makes total sense to me. I'm not surprised by that a bit. So that'd be good if you were pulling the credit report, like you said, you should be looking at it anyway. But if there's some things on there under 500 bucks, it's supposed to be removed now, which might help a little bit. Well, I have to say, some of these times that you never receive a bill Mm -hmm. and it ends up, you know, all of a sudden you pull your credit report and you see here's a collection bill for $149. You never even received the bill. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? So I'm not surprised about that. It probably has come into effect because of things like that. A lot of times uh, when you don't receive the bill, it's a smaller amount of money. Uh, and so there's one more thing that I definitely wanted to, to tell people about how they can, what they can do to dispute this or correct this. Okay. The first thing is they can dispute it with the collection agency. They have 30 days from the date they're notified of the collection to dispute the debt. I would recommend that you do it in writing. Okay. So maybe you didn't get the hospital bill, but now you've got a letter from a collection agency. Get on it. You've got 30 days to dispute it and say, this isn't mine. The insurance should have paid it. I can't afford it. Whatever you're going to tell them, do it as quickly as you can within the 30-day period. Once, you're not- once you notify them that you are working on something, right, you're disputing this, mm-hmm. then you must stop the collection activity until they give you proof that the debt is genuine. Or, you know, or you work something out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, I hope people are paying attention to this part especially, they have an online guide about how to uh, dispute and how to manage your uh, medical debt, including sample letters about disputing. Sample letters. Oh, I love this. Dispute. I love the sample letters. Yeah, because people are always saying, well, I don't know what to write, or they write something and it isn't. It isn't enough. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the right buzzwords in it. It doesn't say the right things. So Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, I think it's .gov. Um, it could be .org, but I think it's .gov. No, it's .gov, I think, CFPB.gov. And uh, you can go there and get your online guide to disputing a debt and get the sample letters, and you can use those to send them to collectors. The last thing I wanted to say about this, really, and, you know, I hesitate to tell anybody not to pay a debt, so I don't mean that. But I do mean not prioritizing your medical debt over other debt. Mm-hmm. 
I know I'll get calls from hospitals and doctors on this, but if you're in a pickle, as we used to say, right, and you can't afford everything, then you cannot prioritize your medical debt over your mortgage or over your groceries or over your car payment or over your insurance. You have to be able to pay all the other stuff, too. So make a payment arrangement with them. Don't prioritize it. And don't don't ignore it. Yeah, and don't ignore it. But here's a really big, maybe it's a, a closing thought besides just keep trying to make a deal with these people. But I do not want you to trade in your medical debt for another kind of debt. What I'm saying is I don't care how much you hear from the collection agency. I don't want you to say, I've got to get this monkey off my back. I've got this credit card with open credit limit. Or I've got equity in my home. And I really feel badly because they gave me care when I needed it. And so I need to pay this. I, I get all the emotional part of it. Mm-hmm. But don't do that because you are, you are turning it into a kind of debt that then accrues interest, uh, puts you at more risk, and would have late fees if you can't pay it. Way better idea to just make a payment arrangement with the health care provider. And as you said, the times that you've had to deal with them, it's, it, they've been decent about it. Really decent, and and I'll I'll extend this to people. If you're if you try this on your own and you're not getting results, you you can let me know, and I'll I'll get involved and and help you uh, do it. But really, just be brave and just call them and be nice. You know, don't be mean to anybody. Be nice, and they will help you. And if you do want some help, what is your phone number? Four one three. 773-3333. Or you can visit HugYourMoney.com. We will be back again next week with another edition of Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. Next week on WHMP. Thank you. Thank you, Have you heard about Get the Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high-quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to GetTheTea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off. It should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. That's getthetea.com. Enter code TEA123 to get 10% off your order exclusively for my listeners. Again, getthetea.com, code TEA123. Order today. Have you heard about Get The Tea? It's an online herbal supplement company with high quality standards. You cannot find these in stores. They carry cleansing teas and targeted herbal supplements for all your health needs. Go to GetTheTea.com today to order yours. Health shouldn't be put off. It should be a priority. And check out their specials page for sale items. That's GetTheTea.com. Enter code TEA123 for 10% off exclusively for my listeners. GetTheTea.com, code TEA123. Order today. This is Francis Rayum, The Money Doctor. Now you can become 100% debt-free, budget successfully, and retire well, all under the Hug Your Money umbrella. My name is Bill. I'm Jill. Um, you know, I was on a job where I was gone like six, seven weeks at a time. I always felt like I was on an island by myself. Mm-hmm. And even though he would say, you should do this and you should do that, I always felt like it was coming with a lecture about how he thinks we should do it. And I always tell him he doesn't know what things cost. He doesn't shop, he doesn't buy bread. I went to my mother's and he told my mother, she just bought a $5 loaf of bread. And he just like, she just bought a $5 loaf of bread. You you know, you gotta retire. I felt like I was gonna work the rest of my life. I really did. Hug your money, this turned our life around. Hug works best when we work together. Schedule your free consultation with a Hug Your Money coach today. Visit HugYourMoney.com. Hug your money. So unique, it's patented.